a long time ago on a spinner rack far, far away. The Comic Book Time Machine presents Marvel's Cosmic Comics, exploring Marvel's licensed sci-fi and fantasy during the Star Wars period. Episode 26, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, number four, November 1977. Godzilla, August 3rd, 1977, 35 cent cover price, 17 pages of story. The title, Godzilla vs. Batragon. Now, last issue had enough zaniness to make up for the blandness, enough goofiness to make up for the ridiculousnessness. Ridiculousness. But while Hercules throwing Godzilla is a pretty awesome event, Hercules is not here in issue number four. And the crashing helicarrier, it's absurd absurd once, but twice. I mean, if you're going to try and do that again, you, it's clown shoes. So what's going to happen here? How can they top last issue? Well, they can top it by, you know, a good story, I guess. They could top it by, uh, you know, actually giving a, a story that actually makes sense and isn't relying on weird, uh, absurd just funky things happening that really don't have any place. I mean, this is a Godzilla comic. There's a lot of stuff that's totally acceptable and, and they had to go and and just make it not great, but full props. I want this comic in color because of Hercules throwing Godzilla. In fact, I would, I would frame that sequence if I could, I really have no place to put it. So I probably won't ever do that, but, Anyway, this issue was uh, written by Doug Mensch. Uh, guest penciler was Tim Sutton. Tony Denzuniga is the inker. And John Costanza, letterer. Phil Richardson, colorist. And then uh, the covers by by Herb Trempe. And there's a lot of text on the cover. You have from the Toho, from Toho Productions fame movie series, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Don't miss Island of Monsters is on there. War of the Giants is on there. The Coming of Batragon. All those phrases are on the cover, and it, it makes for some intriguing hyperbole. I'll, I'll, I'll admit, I'm intrigued. I really am curious about what's going to happen. Open up the cover. You get a splash page that announces Godzilla versus Batragon. Just from the cover and the splash page, this is what a Godzilla comic is meant to be. Big G fighting another big monster on the cover, and then a splash page of a monster tearing into a boat, a, a Liberian tanker, actually, an oil tanker. And so I think just from the splash page, we're going to get a vague social message. Some social consciousness is going to be in the tale, too. And so I'm hoping, am I about to read a Godzilla movie? Maybe even a good Godzilla story 
that's that's reminiscent of the movies that they made. By the way, unlike Star Wars, the scene on the cover of this issue actually happened within the issue. So let's start with the monster. The monster that Godzilla is going to fight is called Batragon. This sounds like a Godzilla foe. This sounds like a Toho monster. And when it uh, drops the oil tanker (laughs) and drops it and causes an oil spill, Godzilla, he is there on the scene. And the fight is cool looking. And it does things with monster versus monster fighting that Toho on film at this point really couldn't do and, and make it look convincing. It's fun. It's in the spirit. It's in the spirit of, of old Godzilla movies. And it's fun, even, even though there, it is wordy and there's a lot of captioning explaining how amazing this fight is rather than just letting the fight be amazing. Now, as the monsters are fighting, bad guys come to take the oil from the abandoned tanker as everyone has jumped ship. Meanwhile, S.H.I.E.L.D. patrols in tiny helicopters, and Dum Dum Dugan and Gabriel Jones have another ideological dispute. <laughs> should they bring out the big guns to stop the Big G, or should they cool off in their pursuit and give Big G some space? So then we check in with the Takaguchis and with uh, Jimmy Woo, and there, there's construction on something that's beginning, and it may... It just may bring down Big G. Meanwhile, uh, Godzilla goes to a dormant volcano following Batragon. Batragon's retreated inside the volcano. And what's inside this dormant volcano? More big monsters caged behind energy bars. Yes, Godzilla, he is he's coming to this island he's coming to this place where there's more monsters and i just can't help thinking why didn't they just do this why didn't they start with this man this like i said it it just feels like the big loud fun of a godzilla movie now the man behind all of this okay (laughs) this is where it gets it gets goofy it gets extremely extremely goofy but in that fun B-movie kind of way. And I'm talking about the good B-movies, not about the the shoddy ones that are just kind of dumb and stupid. And uh, I'm talking about the ones you actually enjoy spending time with. The bad guy, Dr. Demonicus. And he has this meteor that gives life energy to his monsters. And they are forced to return to him to get more of that life energy. So he's totally, like, got them... he's he's, He's got them addicted, basically. And they're coming back to him for their fix. And so he has the monsters, you know, totally at his his uh, under his control. But he then uses those monsters and uses his power over those monsters to force these poor Northern Pacific Islanders to build a vehicle, a craft big enough to carry those monsters. And it's going to be made from the meteor. And so he's. These poor guys. I mean, he murders a couple of them to make sure that they know he means business. This is when it gets a little weird, though. And this is where I'm starting to wonder, wait a minute, what am I reading here? Seems a little off. Because Godzilla sees that. He sees him murder those uh, those couple Eskimos. And it, and it says, quote, Godzilla 
has seen it all. The entire scene of callous slaughter. And turns away from the trail of Batragon with a new objective in mind. And he attacks, but he only attacks the, uh, the demon soldier guys. When he's done with them, he turns around to go after Batragon again as S.H.I.E.L.D. comes in on the scene. And Godzilla crushes Batragon. They fight, they fight, they fight. And it's a, you know, they, he wins. But then after winning, he's attacked by S.H.I.E.L.D., who thinks that he's the one who attacked the tanker. Meanwhile, Dr. Demonicus waits. Let Godzilla and S.H.I.E.L.D. fight. And then releases other monsters on the, quote, exhausted victor. Actually, not a bad plan. Dr. Demonicus, uh, you know, I, I'm not quite sure why he's having the, the thing built to put all of his monsters in. Maybe it has something to do with being able to keep them mobile and go from location to location as he's taking over the world or something. But he's smart here. Rather than taking on both Godzilla and S.H.I.E.L.D. while they're at their the peak of their strength, let them fight each other. Let them get exhausted. This makes sense. So I have three final points here about this Godzilla comic. Point number one, this finally feels like a Godzilla story. And that's a good thing to me. Point number two, though, Godzilla seems to be a conscious force for good. And I I honestly, I prefer Godzilla when I'm watching, you know, a, a Godzilla movie that's actually being a movie and not just being something that I'm watching to kind of, you know, have goofy fun with. I prefer him to be, you know, kind of a, a force of nature rather than a force for good. I've seen some Godzilla movies that I enjoy where he's really a force for evil almost. Uh, but in this, this is a kid's comic and they've said, you know, in interviews that they were making it specifically for kids to bring them in because kids weren't re reading comics. But um, so you have Godzilla here. He is the friend to children. He is the, the kindly superhero, uh, even more so than the Hulk in some ways. He's, he's a lot like Hulk, but it seems that he has a moral center. And so it seems like Gabe Jones really has a good reason to say, hey, let's 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 back off here, man. Point number three, this is the 70s. And I, I can't help thinking that they're they're bringing in the energy crisis. And this is where Godzilla movies, honestly, for again, for me anyway, one of the things that they can do when they try it sometimes works and sometimes doesn't. But when they when they do this, there's some good that comes out of it. And that is when they get into social issues. The first Godzilla movie being about nuclear war, being about the nuclear bombs that were dropped on uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. You also have, you know, the smog monster, which is one of my favorite Godzilla movies, but it's about pollution. It's about pollution in a very weird way, but it's about pollution and so on and so on. Some of them, they try some of them. They try too hard and some of them, they don't bother. But I feel like Dr. Demonicus here, they're making a statement about the energy crisis. He has a power source. And he's using that power source to cause the monsters to become dependent on it. And then enslaving 
people who can't even use this power source to 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 uh to mine it almost you know i it just i can't help feeling they're trying to make some sort of social statement here or maybe i'm giving them just way too much credit i don't know anyway the art is good dr demonicus is an interesting if over the top potential regular villain uh demonicus versus dugan could be an interesting frame for a godzilla story here next issue it says the explosive conclusion isle of lost monsters and so honestly i'm really actually excited to read the next issue i had fun with this one i'm hoping i have fun with the next one we'll see we'll see but right now again i i it's two for two uh, star wars was just good enough to not be bad and this godzilla comic was just fun enough that in spite of any you know, superhero cliches and trappings. Uh, I enjoyed myself reading this and I, I'm excited to read the next one. But the question is, am I going to be excited to read the next comic book I'm going to be talking about? I guess we'll have to wait and find out. Thanks for listening to the Comic Book Time Machine's Marvel's Cosmic Comics feed. You can find more discussion of many, many more comics like Superman and Spider-Man, What Ifs and Elseworlds, The Six Million Dollar Man and Batman, comics seven days old and seven decades old, on our main feed, which you can find on iTunes or at comicbooktimemachine.com. We'd also love it if you join us on Facebook at facebook.com or on Twitter, where we are at Comic Time. Next episode, we take a look at Human Fly, issue number three.